Welcome to the Consistency Kills Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Situ. Together, we will discover why consistency is a critical driver for success in all facets of life and how to cultivate consistency in yours. Welcome to episode two of Consistency Kills. Today's episode, we're going to be speaking about habits, what habits are, creating good habits, breaking bad habits, the power of the compound effect of consistency, and how habits are going to help us achieve our personal success and fulfillment in life. And so, as always, at the end of today's episode, just like all the other episodes, we're going to be going over action steps. And our action steps are going to be actionable steps we can take immediately, right now in our life, based on the information that we just had in that podcast that we can relate and implement into pushing forward 1% and staying consistent in whatever it is that topic we're covering. And so when we look at a habit, a habit is a routine or behavior that is performed regularly and in many cases, automatically. And habit in our life creates change. And real change comes from the compound effect of hundreds of small decisions or habits that over time accumulate to produce remarkable results in our life. Oftentimes, we don't realize these small, seemingly insignificant steps completed consistently over time create a radical difference in our life. So if we look at a habit as a choice, so we think small, smart choice plus time plus consistency equals the radical difference in all aspects of our life. And when we're diving into the topic of habit, today we're going to be covering two of the most important habit building and breaking books I've ever read in my life. One of those books are, which I'm sure many people have heard of, Atomic Habit by James Clear. And the second one is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Both of these books served a very important purpose in my life and being able to help me become aware of a lot of my bad habits or hone in on a lot of my good habits. And not just that, but how was I making those habits work for me? How was those habits working for other people in their lives? And being able to actually break down the structure of what those habits are. So today, as we're going to be discussing this topic of habits, I'm going to be throwing in pieces throughout both of those books for you to be able to understand and break down some deeper understanding of habits that help me out a lot. When we look at a habit itself, whether it is a negative or a positive habit, we think of a plus 1% mindset approach. So that's what consistency is. Consistency is sticking to the plus 1% mindset approach. The plus 1% approach isn't particularly notable and sometimes isn't even noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful in the long run. The difference of tiny improvement can make over time is astounding, right? So if you focus on getting 1% better every day for a whole year, you'll end up 37 times better in that stretch, which is why habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. They seem to make a little difference on any given day, and yet, the impact they deliver over the weeks, months, years, can be enormous. We often dismiss small changes because we don't seem to matter very much at that very moment, right? Like if I said, hey, save a little bit of money right now, 
You're still not a millionaire. Go work out three times this week. You may still not be in shape. We make few changes, but the results may not come as quickly as we like. So we revert back to our old ways. Same goes for bad decisions. When we repeat 1% error day after day through repetitive poor decisions, duplicating tiny mistakes, and rationalizing little excuses, we travel down a slippery slope of compromise, and our small choices compound into toxic results. Making a choice that is 1% better or 1% worse seems insignificant in the moment, but over the span of moments, they make up a lifetime. These choices determine the difference between who you are and who you could be, and that's what we call potential. And success is the product of daily habits. What matters most is where you are right now in this moment listening to this and the trajectory, which is the path of direction that you're on. If you want to predict where you'll end up in any area of your life, just look at the tiny gains or losses that you accumulate or lose every single day, and you're going to see how your daily choices compound into those results in your life. Because time magnifies the margin between success and failure. It'll multiply whatever you feed it, Good habits can compound for you and make time your ally, just as bad habits can compound against you and make time your enemy. And when I think of this 1% rule and slowly accruing into something, right? I don't know if you've ever seen a video of a stone cutter hammering away at a rock. If you haven't, I suggest you look up this video and watch the process. The stone cutter hammers away, hammers away, hammers away, maybe a hundred times without so much as a crack showing in that stone. Yet, the 101st blow, that stone splits right in two. And when you think about that, you know it wasn't the last blow that did it, but it was all the blows that done it before. And that's the power of compound effect of a habit. In the book, The Compound Effect, the author had a really, really good analogy. It's called the magic penny. So he gave you the choice. You can get $3 million right now or a penny that doubles in value every day for 31 days. So the obvious choice would be $3 million right now, but because I'm giving you some sort of psychological um, question, you're probably going to go with, okay, well, the penny doubles. But I'm going to explain how the penny doubles becomes more. On day five, that penny that doubled for five days only becomes 16 cents. Then on day 10, it becomes $5.12. Then on day 20, it becomes $5,243. But it isn't until the 31st day that the value of that penny on day one, that doubled in value, becomes $10,737,418.24 which is more than three times the value of that three mil. That shows us it takes longer to see the payoff. Think of that compound effect of those small habits that accrue into that big goal that you want, right? And that shows us about choices, right? Because everything you have or do not have in your life right now is because of choices you've made. Choices are the root of every result. Every choice starts as a behavior that over time becomes a habit. Every habit produces multiple outcomes across time. The costs of your good habit are in the present. costs of your bad habit are in the future. The brain's tendencies to prioritize the present moment is you can't really rely on good intentions. 
Because when you make a plan to lose weight, to write a book, to learn a language, to go to school, you're actually making a plan for your future self. And when you envision what you want in your life and what you want your life to be like, it's easy to see the value in taking actions with long-term benefits, right? We all want to live a better life for our future selves. However, when the moment of decision arrives, instant gratification comes into play. And more times than not, instant gratification wins. And when that wins, we're no longer making a choice for the future us. We're choosing the present us. So we must be aware of the power of our choices. Because we alone are responsible for what we do, don't do, and how we respond to what's done to us. No matter what happens to us, we have to take complete responsibility for our lives. We have to eliminate excuses. We have to embrace the fact that we are freed by our choices as long as we assume personal responsibility for them. This is an empowering mindset to have and unlocks the potential for you to become limitless in whatever it is that you want to do in your life in all facets of fitness, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever it may be. And with habits, it's no longer about having 99% of your choices being unconscious. It's about no longer letting most of your daily routine and traditions come as a reaction to your programming. You start to ask yourself, what am I doing that I didn't consciously choose to do yet continue to do every day? And how many of my habits are going towards the person I want to become? Because our biggest challenge isn't that we've intentionally been making bad choices, right? Our biggest challenge is that we've been sleepwalking through our choices. Half the time, we aren't even aware of what we're making them. For example, have you ever been enjoying life? All of a sudden, you make an unwise choice, or let's say a series of small choices that ultimately sabotage your hard work and momentum that you've created. You didn't intend to sabotage yourself, but by not thinking about your decisions, weighing the risks and potential outcomes, you found yourself facing unintended consequences. Nobody intends to become obese. Nobody intends to become homeless. Nobody intends to lose their business. Nobody intends to get a divorce, but oftentimes, those consequences are the results of a series of small, poor choices that compound into what is now the result of those actions. It's the little things that inevitably and predictably derail your success. These seemingly insignificant decisions can completely throw you off course because you're not mindful of them. And I don't know about you, but I have had a lot of those happen in my life. And when I've started to mature with my habits, my good habits, my bad habits, and becoming aware of those habits. I've looked back and I thought about some of the failures, some of the losses I've had in my life. And I thought about the excuses I told myself as to why they didn't go right, what could have went wrong, all these things kind of to play the victim card with myself. But in reality, when I look at any of those situations, I think about the choices I made to put me in that situation. And when I think about the choices I made to put me in that situation, I realize the choices I was making was not aligned with the vision and the goals I had set for myself. So if I'm making choices that aren't aligned with the vision and goal that I have set for myself, how the hell could I expect a different result than the shitty result I got? And that's that's across all aspects of my life. I've had that uh, revelation as I think about habits and choices and where I am. And so... I implore you to do the same thing as well, because when you look at it, 
and you go, wait a second, I'm responsible for where I am. I'm responsible for what I do and what I don't do. Like I said, it becomes a very empowering mindset of you to understand the power of choices and how they get you to where you want to be. And in the book, Atomic Habits, he talks about adopting a system first approach instead of actually just focusing on goals. So he speaks about goals themselves and how so many people are so hung up on goals and how so many people are so hung up on that moment of that goal. But to achieve the goal, you first need to build a system made of single processes and habits that will take us to our goal. Systems are more important than our goals because systems take us to our goals. Systems are the journey. The goal is the destination. To get to the destination, got to go through the journey. And so goals are about the results that you want to achieve and systems are about the processes that lead to those results. Goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making progress. A handful of problems arise when you spend too much time thinking about your goals, not enough time designing your systems. When you fall in love with the process rather than the product, you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. You can be satisfied at any moment and any time your system is running. The purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue to play that game. True long-term thinking is goalless thinking. It's not about a single accomplishment or single accolade. It is about the cycle of endless refinement and continuous improvements. It is your commitment to consistency of the process that will determine your progress. And in the book, Atomic Habits, they talk about three types of habits. Goal-driven habits, which are behaviors to achieve a specific goal. So let's say, for example, you wanted to get an A on a test, right? A goal-driven habit would be to study more for that test. Then they talk about a system-driven habit. System-driven habits focus on the systems or processes that'll get you there instead of the actual goal itself. So again, if we're trying to get an A on a test, system-driven habit would be building a study routine focusing on the process of studying rather than the goal of just getting an A on that one test. And then he speaks about identity-driven habits, which are behaviors we perform because they match our beliefs and who we are in our identity. So if you believe you're a good student, you have to study, you have to create a study routine because that's what good students do. Identity-driven habit is important because most try to change behavior by goal-driven habits. But goal-driven habits don't create long-term change because once you meet the goal, you stop performing the behavior. Right? Think about that. How many times in your life have you set a goal when you accomplish that goal, you stop the behavior? For example, when I was getting ready to study and getting into personal training and going through some of my personal training certifications and doing outside studying than when I was at school, when I was studying really, really hard to get the set of particular certifications that I wanted to get, I was focusing just on the goal itself and not studying. As soon as I got that certification, I dropped off. I stopped studying. I stopped focusing on my continued education. And then almost six to eight months went by and I was having a conversation with someone about some new courses, some new seminars, some new things. And I stopped and I thought to myself, hmm, I haven't taken a course in a while. And they were asking me why I didn't. I was focusing on the goal-driven habit of getting those particular certifications 
and not the identity-driven habit or the system-driven habit that once I got that goal, I fell off. So letting goals drive habits leaves us vulnerable to the arrival fallacy where you mistakenly think you'll be happy as long as you achieve your goals. And while it may bring you temporary happiness, it becomes a never-ending chase and cynical cycle because that's all you're chasing. One goal after another, one goal after another, one goal after another. We have to make them part of our identity. Our habits should be part of our identity and the starting point that we can build a foundation on. But when a habit comes from who we are, it serves as the best form of intrinsic motivation. So for example, thinking that you were wanting to change your thinking regarding healthy eating, right? The correct identity-based approach would be for you to think that you are a healthy person. Therefore, as a healthy person, you will eat wholesome and you will exercise regularly to get the physical results you want. Identity over outcome. Most people don't consider their identity change when they set out to improve. I didn't for quite some time until learning about it a lot in this book, Atomic Habit. Because behind every system of action is a system of belief. The goal is not to read a book. The goal is to become a reader. The goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. Many of us walk through life in a cognitive slumber, blindly following the norms attached to our identities. I'm always late. I'm lazy on the weekends. I'm not a morning person. Whatever it may be, each of us have a repeated story that we've said to ourselves for years. And it's easy to slide into these mental grooves and accept them as a fact because we keep repeating them to ourselves. So over the long run, the real reason we fail to stick to our habits is our self-image gets in the way. This is why we can't get too attached to one version of our identity. Progress requires unlearning. Becoming the best version of yourself requires you to continuously edit your beliefs and to upgrade and expand your identity. Because your identity emerges out of your habits. You are not born with a preset belief. Every belief, including those about yourself, is learned and conditioned through experience. Our habits are how we embody our identity. When we make our bed each day, we embody the identity of an organized person. If we write each day, we embody the identity of a creative person. If we work out each day, we embody the identity of a fit person. Whatever your identity is right now, you only believe it because you have proof of it. The more evidence you have for a belief, the more strongly you believe it, right? If you go to church every Sunday for 10 years, you have evidence you're religious. If you go to the gym, even when there's bad weather outside, you have evidence that you're committed to fitness. This is a gradual evolution. We don't change by snapping our finger and deciding to be someone entirely new. We change bit by bit, day by day, habit by habit. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Building better habits isn't about achieving external measures of success, like earning more money, losing weight, or reducing stress. Habits can certainly help you achieve all those things, but fundamentally, they're not about having something. Habits are about becoming someone. We've spoken about what a habit is how a habit interacts with our daily lives, and how compound impact of habit in both the positive and negative aspect has a huge correlation with the direct results of where you are in your life today. So let's go through our action steps. First action step, I want you to identify three of your best habits. And what I mean by best habits 
It's those habits that support your most important goal you have in mind or your most important goal or steps that are leading you towards the life you want to live. Step two, identify your three bad habits that take you off your course and change the trajectory of your most important goals or of that most important identity that you're trying to recognize as. Step three, identify three new habits that you need to develop that will put you on track towards that most important goal and change that trajectory towards improving the quality of the compound impact of the habits you have in your life. And so when you look at those three action steps, two questions to ask yourself through those behaviors and habits that you've now identified and you've written down. Do these behaviors help me become the type of person I wish to be? And do these habits and behaviors cast a vote for or against my desired identity? So those are two questions to keep in mind as you're identifying those best habits or those bad habits of yours as they pertain to where you are in life and where you want to be. So that concludes here our part one of habits and compound impact of our habits. Look forward to episode two. And episode two is going to be covering our action steps from episode one and how the habits are now going to be implemented with some tactics and some strategies that we're going to cover. And as always, let's consistently be the change we wish to see in the world and inspire others to do the same.